Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and things are finally warming up on this coast. How are you, Bren? Uh, it's inverse. It, things are finally getting cold. I've just what? accepted I've just accepted that the seasons have all just shifted a month. So now winter in LA is January to March, and uh, spring is April to June. Like, I've just accepted... Climate change has fucked us entirely on this Yeah, side. I was just going to say, I was expecting you to be like, I'm wearing shorts and uh, it's no. just absolutely insane over here. I mean, it fluctuates. Like, it's, you know, always hovering on 70s, but it's been like 46 in like the mornings a few times. And in the middle of January, it was 92. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not the weather that's fucking with me now. It's daylight savings time. That one yeah, snuck right. up on me really badly because I streamed until like three in the morning. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that was a really successful stream. And then I look at my phone and I'm like, why does it say it's four in the morning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this is going to be brutal. I saw you streaming. I was like, wait, what? And I looked at my clock and it was like midnight here. I was like, that's not right. What? Yeah, nope. <laughs> I'm just a lunatic lately. But yeah, no, I had a really fun stream. And all I'm playing is Fall Guys. They have me hook, line, and sinker. We're going to get to that. In fact, for anybody that's new, this is a video game <laughs> a Fall podcast. Guys podcast. It, it's become a Fall Guys podcast in recent Whose months. Fault is that, it's just dog? because it's like all I've been playing. It's actually a shame. But I have a little bit of an update as far as what season four has in store for us. Maybe I should just dive into that because I don't have too much to talk about. So, <laughs> that's all I got. Um, yeah, since I've been playing so much Fall Guys, I will uh, kind of give an update. I remember the le- first time they gave us Hex Trials again, which is a mode which is three rounds of Hexagon with only 20 beans, and after first two rounds, uh, you make it to the final, and then it's just every bean for themselves. I remember I was, like, bitching because I'm like, oh, Hex Trials is an easy way to get crowns, and I went through the whole mode and didn't get a single crown. I was like, what is wrong with me? And then we had Jump Around, which is another mode. It's just two uh, jump uh, jump clubs, and then the final is Jump Showdown. And I couldn't get a crown there either, so I'm like, why am I not able to get crowns during these modes? They're, like, gifting me these modes so I can, like, capitalize off of them, and I keep fucking up. Finally, broke the curse. I was sitting at seven crowns, and I'm like, maybe it's just the seven crown curse. I don't know what else it is. It's not my skills, obviously. Uh, <laughs> obviously, no, I'm just kidding. It can't be those. <laughs> exactly. But no, I finally broke the curse, and I just totally became cracked. The past two, three streams, I was getting two crowns per stream. So I'm currently sitting at 14, and I was on a friend of the stream's other stream. We got two uh, for some reason i thought it was three no it was definitely two more crowns there so yeah sitting at a total of 14 crowns and i feel like i've completely broken the curse now the goal is to get to 20 and then i could probably stop but you know how it is you won't no probably not i love <laughs> i love this game it's so easy to sync time in and that's the thing I, I alluded to earlier uh we have season four on the horizon so as i've like seen the footage of this season i feel like the conclusion is this looks like it could be its own game they've put so much time and attention into this i feel like you could sell this as fall guys 2 if you really wanted to i'm glad you're not obviously but um <laughs> like an you these- overwatch 2 yeah, they, oh, it's a good point. Uh, they have seven new maps for us. They look absolutely insane. And here, I'll uh, pull up some screenshots to kind of describe what's going on. They're going from like this wintry wonderland to like a sci-fi theme. And it's going to be called Fall Guys 4041, because that's the year it's set in. So we got rocket ships, robots, space travel, all sorts of just like weird, like visual aesthetics. It's very much like a neon synthwave looking, like, it's very strange. It, it, huh. Yeah, if you see the sh- screenshots of season four, it's just very colorful and neon. And uh, there's also like these flippers that's very, it reminds me of uh, pinball more or less. So I feel like it's going to be interesting. The one that they showcased, I think, was called Skyline Stumble. And you're going to have to get on these flippers to like flip yourself up to like the the top. It looks really insane. I feel like the level of creativity these developers have just never ceases to amaze me. And I'm hoping that these levels are as fun to play as they look, uh, not too frustrating, but that's another cool thing about getting a new season in that game is there's everyone's on the same playing level of playing field when this new season hits, because no one has played these maps before. So you have the chance to excel early on or watch other people just leave you in the dust. So season four has me super excited. There's new music, which is actually a little insane. I'm the first person to be like, I love Fall Guys music. It's it's just energizing and upbeat and fun. But I, I think when I showed this to my wife, even she was like, this music gives me a headache. And I'm like, you're not wrong. But I think that's just like <laughs> what they're going for, for this like aesthetic. Hey. So yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's different, but uh, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. But also I could definitely see if I'm playing this as frequently as I am being like on the level, on the season four maps being like, oh God, mute the music. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, I mean, the first thing I do in almost every game is drop the music down from the default setting to 10% or less, if possible. Yeah. But I'm, I guess, in the majority of, yeah, probably not even majority, but, like, smaller portion of people playing games that have headphones on constantly versus you who are, you know, watching it on the TV and, you know, actually want to hear the stuff and not have it yeah. blaring right into your skull. That makes sense. Uh, but another thing I gotta just shout out about the Fall Guys uh, devs is that they're just so goofy and uh, quirky. Like some of the names for like the obstacles you uh, encounter, yeah, those I was saying like they're like the pinball flippers. They're called flippity bippities. They have chonky buttons, spicy light swingers. They uh, they they're also known for like the big uh, not chungus. What was it? Bonkus. Like they have all sorts of just weird names for the things you encounter. But another thing that I'm the most excited about is the new skins that are coming. I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of them, but the four that they've at least leaked so far is a shark, a disco ball, a men in black looking motherfucker with like a little alien on his head. And then, uh, some other just kind of just strange alien, like with like antennas coming out of his head. He's like kind of fluffy looking. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to get my hands. I definitely want to play as the disco ball. That looks cool. And the shark. Those are lit. <laughs> More cosmetic updates. Cause that's, all that game has. It is. Well, that's what I mean. That's what you're hoarding the crowns for is just to spend those on cosmetics. Is that what else is there? And and emotes and stuff. You can like do little uh, animations. God, if this game had microtransactions, you'd be so poor. Well, that, they, I, I know not to get invested in this one, but they do have like DLC that costs money. So there's only like one skin that I'm like, I wish I would just buy it but i don't want to because i just like on principle i want to be like i don't want to spend any money on this game but i love it so much i should because like ah i'm such an asshole anyway uh there's dlc for like a food pack of costumes and you could be the hot dog the hamburger and maybe like a drink or like a soda Mm. and yeah i would love to play as the hamburger but not gonna drop however much it is to get those (laughs) you won't put any more money into it but you'll put a hundred more hours into it yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i'm a lunatic uh but that's the fall guys update i'm super stoked for season four i think honestly maybe by the time next episode airs it'll be like that week when season four drops so pretty soon (laughs) you know like an actual addiction you will have to put the concerted effort to stop playing Fall Guys. It yes, won't just happen naturally. No, no. And I am when I'm not playing Fall Guys, I'm watching streamers playing Fall Guys. I'm like, <laughs> okay, what is my problem? I'm I I seriously need to evaluate my life. It, I like it's great that you found something you enjoy so much. I do not get it. It's just like the novelty of it wore off for me so fast, and I don't even have the game. Yep, no, there's some of us out here that will be playing this till season 420. No, <laughs> Fall Guys 4041, though. That's a fun little theme for the new season. Interesting. How about you, though, Bren? What have you been playing these days? Let's see. I've There's an update to Skull, but yeah, I think I've pretty much plateaued with that. And I don't know. It's if The game's out. It is finished, but like I still have those two end bosses, so I don't think I'll be going back to it anytime soon. That one, yeah. that one might just fade into obscurity for me, but it is it is very fun, and it was worth the time. So if, if you're interested in a side-scrolling roguelike, that one is good. But yeah, the it I've just gotten like, all the upgrades, and I'm still struggling so hard against like the fourth boss out of six. So like I can't imagine it's going to get any easier. So we'll see. Right. Uh, I picked up uh, Rogue Legacy 2 again. Uh, I think I talked about this last time, but... Uh, that's still in early access, and they've updated a bunch. So I've been grinding away through that, and that one the difficulty scales appropriately, or at least I guess my skill the the skills you unlock seem to actually do substantial upgrades. Um, so it is rough because it's one of those games where you lose all the currency you have, so you kind of either spend all the money or you know lose it when you start the next round. Yeah. Um, and it, there's so many more skills which are good, which adds a lot of variety to it. The downside is there's so many more skills to spend money on. So now I have to get that much more money to actually get those skills. Uh, so there's like four or five skills that focus on like your crit rate or how much damage you do when you get critical hits or how often you get critical hits and all that stuff. I don't even touch those because I would rather I'm just upgrading just the base damage instead because I'd rather do consistent damage all the time. Rather yeah. than doing big damage randomly and, you know, not knowing when it'll happen. That makes sense, so, yeah. 
there are some skills I'm just prioritizing over others, but because there's so many stuff that affects different things, like you can increase how much uh, magic, uh, how much damage your magic does, which isn't super great for me because I don't really rely on magic. But that upgrade also determines how much health you get back from the food you find in game. So that upgrade does two th- two different things. So it's like, ah, I don't want that one skill. I don't want to spend money on that one part of the skill, but that other part of the skill is really worth it. Yeah. And, and now I'm just like spreading my money out thinner and thinner across all the skills I want. So it is tough, but that also what is what makes you play the game again and again and again, getting more money to upgrade all the skills. Um, but like I said, I feel like the skills are more substantial no- or noticeable when you're playing because I am getting further every time I'm playing. I am going to the different sections of the castle and you know learning the patterns of the enemies that were at one point so fucking hard and could one-shot me at any time. Now I'm able to avoid them or even take a few hits from them and not just die instantly. So nice. I think Rogue Legacy 2 is a good uh, example of where Skull, last, uh, the hero slayer, kind of falls flat with its scaling and like its noticeable uh, differences with the upgrades. Um, but as of right now, Rogue Legacy 2 is still in early access, so it's not done yet, but they got three bosses, I think. Uh, you have to get, you have to defeat five bosses to unlock like the final boss, and like that's you know the actual endgame boss of the story. And okay. they got three of those bosses available right now, and I've defeated two of them, and then like one of the mini bosses. So I am making progress. Nice. The downside is because it's early access, and there are more bosses to come out, and there are still more skills to come out. When that update will come out for Rogue Legacy Two, I'm assuming it's going to reset everything. So I said before, they give you all your money back, so you can just buy all those skills again, which is very nice. But they do reset the bosses. So I've defeated the first boss before, and then when they did an update, they reset it, so I had to defeat him again. Okay. So, which is good. I mean, it you know it makes you fight those bosses again to see if your skills are still up to snuff, and like you still have the right upgrades to fight them and challenge them in classes. Yeah. But uh, it, and it's also nice that once you beat them in the game, you have that's you don't have to fight them ever again. They don't reset in game. They only reset after like a patch update or something. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so that is nice that you can just go to like the boss room and just get some tre- treasure real quick without having to fight them all over again. But because of that, I defeated the two bosses in the mini-boss, and I unlocked... Uh, you have to fight two more bosses to get to the third boss, and I don't think I'm going to fight the third boss, just because I know there's going to be more updates, and then I'm going to have to beat him again. So I'm like, you know what, instead of grinding away at Rogue Legacy 2 and getting more skills and Finding the third boss just to have it all undone with the next update. I think I'm going to hold off because I did. I've had multiple runs now where I've explored the entire castle and survived. So it's clear I'm able to get better at the different sections of the castle. And the skills I have are enough for me to survive in it and stuff, and you know, know the enemy's patterns. But I, I think I'm going to hold off on just playing it anymore just because I know when the update comes. I'll lose all that progress. Yeah, that's so bizarre. I feel like it incentivizes the player to just be like, let me wait till the full game's out. Like, and kinda, who knows when that's yeah. going to be? That's That sucks. It's it's kind of both. I could see both sides of it. Yeah, you want to wait till the whole game's out just so you don't lose any more progress. But also, with me playing it in early access, I know what everything is in it. Or like, True. I know all the enemies. So when it, that it, makes sense. When it does come out for good, and it is like there are no more resets, I can pretty much just probably blow through the first two or three bosses like totally. you know, in one run. Um, and for anyone that's interesting, you have different classes. You have like a barbarian, you have like a, uh, a fencer of assassin, a knight wizard. The ones that seem the most consistently good for me are any ones that are ranged. So a lot of the classes are melee where you have to get up next to the enemy and swing at them. And it, with range, you don't have to get that close. So you have more time to dodge their attacks and, or not get hit at all. So the archer and the gunslinger which is a new one, is really fucking good. So anyone's playing, try to get the range classes as early as you can. Conversely, uh, the wizard uh, is ranged and more spell-focused. Fucking sucks. No. Because archer and gunslinger, you can use your mouse and shoot anywhere on screen. Or, you know, you have the full radius around your character to shoot. Yeah. The wizard shoots a fireball for his uh, standard attack. And that only goes directly in front of you. 
Damn it. So, and it only goes a certain distance. The benefit is it can go through objects, like walls. So if you have a thin wall between you and an enemy and the enemy can't hit you, you can hit them still. But you. But it has to be a straight shot. It has to be a straight shot. And there's so many enemies that fly around or move and that like jump all, all up and down. It's just really annoying. You can't even aim with the fireball. It just has to be right in front of you. And that makes it almost entirely worthless, in my opinion. I never play as a wizard because of that. Right. Like, having better skills and more mana to use those uh, spells would be cool. But because of that standard attack, which is your reliable, like, if you run out of mana, you can't cast spells anymore. So you gotta use the standard attack. It's so bad. I just never use the wizard ever. That makes sense. Yeah. But there's like a chef where you get a frying pan as your main attack, and if you hit projectiles back, it turns them into fireballs. And uh, one of your skills is you can bring out like a cauldron and cook a meal for yourself and heal yourself whenever. Hell yeah. But there's only a limited amount of those. But that's very good. So it's interesting to see the gunslinger and chef being like my favorite classes. I like that there is a chef class. That's great. And they're kind of like a healer. It's really good because it's uh, you have different skills and you got spells, which are different things. And the healing yourself is a skill, which you only get back when you get uh, food in the castle. So food heals you. So you can stack your skill up to three times and heal yourself up three times whenever you want. But then once it's out, it's out. Uh, But when you get food, instead of healing you with the food, it replenishes your skill. So that's also good because if you're at full health and you find food, it's just going to go to waste. You, You either pick it up and nothing happens or you walk off screen and come back and it disappears. Okay. Uh, but if you're a chef, you can stack that skill like up to three times. So it's like, I'm at full health and I have two out of three of my skills. I can pick that food up and get three out of three of my skills. So oh, nice. it even benefits like in that regard. So yeah, chef's really strong uh, for anyone interested. But yeah, Rogue Legacy 2, it's an early access. It's still a great game though. Like even though it's going to reset and more still going to come out, I'd say it's still very much worth the price right now. That makes sense. I have a recommendation for you, and I'm curious if this came up on recent I'm not weeks. playing Fall Guys. No, no, no. I, this is more or less uh, an, a roguelike that I think you will be into, and I hope it doesn't just ruin you. But have you heard of the game Loop Hero? Did we talk about it? No, but I was going to because I already have it. Oh, shit. That's okay. Well, then, d- dude, by all means, tell us about Loop Hero. It is... Oh boy, let me see the hours I got in and already. So this, I didn't even know that's what you were playing, dude. That's so funny, because I was looking at this game recently, and I'm like, this game looks right up Bren's Alley, and it's very, like, aesthetically pleasing. Okay, I got scared for a second. I got 7.3 hours into it. I thought it said 73, and nearly shit my pants. I was gonna say, yeah, it's only been out 10 days. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no. Um, it's. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there are people out there who have 73 hours in this game already. Yeah, reviews are overwhelmingly positive on Steam with 10,000 plus in like yeah, in like the past 10 days like they're crushing it. It's hard to explain because it's so much. So, yeah, let me read just a little yeah. uh, snippet they have on Steam for the the listener. Uh, the Lich has thrown the world into a timeless loop with and plunged its inhabitants into a never-ending chaos. Wield an expanding deck of mystical cards to place enemies, buildings, and terrain along each unique expedition loop for the brave hero. And yes, I've been. I think the person that I heard this uh, or uh, that recommended recommended this to me said that it's like. Uh, for fans of Slay the Spire, another game I have no uh, familiarity with. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> so this game is like a loot-based game. It's a world builder. It's a city builder. It's a deck builder. It's a roguelike. It's uh, an auto player, like Cookie Clicker, like those games. It's uh, reverse tower defense. It's Jesus, yeah, that's wild. I, just the card aspect alone, I'm like, okay, you got m- me interested, but yeah, it almost sounds like Ungapachka, so to speak. People Excuse say me? that's 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 okay what? for fans of Doughboys. Uh, that's the only reason I know this term. Uh, Nick Weiger often throws out the term Ungapachka, and if you look what that means, it means just there's too much of something. It usually referred to with food when like uh, if there's like too much salt or something, it's yeah. like oh, it's a little bit Ungapachka, and I don't know what I've culture that comes from. Never regardless. heard that. No, I know. It's really insane. <laughs> and what's even more funny is they had somebody on the podcast that's told Nick that he's been pronouncing it all wrong this whole time. It's just Ungapachk. It's just Ungapachk. And I don't know if that's true or not, but like, anyway, we can move on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, is this too much uh, for the game? Uh, 
for the game, no. For people, probably. <laughs> right, that makes sense. So, it starts off pretty simple, and it takes a bit from a lot of different genres, and it gets overwhelming very quick. Uh, so I, I do not doubt anyone like has seen this game and goes, yep, fuck, I'm out. I'm done. Like, even I was. I saw, <laughs> I saw a lot of people streaming this, and I was like, oh, it's a new roguelike. I'm cripplingly addicted to roguelikes. Let me check this one out. And yeah, immediately I was kind of like, this is a, there's a lot going on. Like I was kind of half paying attention and just looking at the screen. I'm like, it's very busy. I can't, there's it a is. lot happening. I'm going to step away. And then uh, like everyone I know, every streamer on Twitch was playing this at one point. We're yes. playing it for 12 hours at a time. I was like, fuck it. Let me, let me look into this. Let me see what's happening. So what's the basic premise of Loop Hero is. The world has ended. The world is being destroyed by this lich figure, this skull in a big robe flying through the sky. And all that remains is these small patches of land that you see in the game. Uh, everything else is black, and that's that's not like a game visual. That's the world. It's just nothing exists outside of Nothingness, these plots of right. land. Um, and so all you have is this little loop, this little track uh, that you follow, and you're uh, just a simple soldier running around it. And for some reason, the soldier remembers stuff. Everything else, when it disappears, people start forgetting that it ever existed. But the soldier's able to remember stuff every time they die and come back or uh, are saved. So that's what makes the soldier different, the main character. And you walk around on this loop, and when you start off, you're just fighting little slime creatures. Uh, You kill the slime, you take whatever loot they had on them, you equip it. Um, different classes can equip different things. So you have like two weapons, a shield, armor, rings, boots, all this stuff, but only certain classes can equip certain things. Um, so it limits you in that regard. And as you're going around the loop, you just fight them. You don't actually do anything. You're not actively fighting anything. In the sense it's a reverse tower defense, you're prote- in a tower defense, you build the towers and the enemies go through and you have to kill the enemies as they go through. In this, you're building the stuff around the hero, and you're protecting the hero, but you're not actually playing as the hero. Interesting. Okay. That's just a hard one to follow already. <laughs> yeah, so you'll manage the gear of the hero. When you get better gear, you'll swap it out. You control... Yeah. Uh, the hero is constantly moving. It's constantly walking forward. Uh, but you can control when they start or stop, if you need like to pause the game to like manage stuff, or like look at your cards, or look at your equipment better. Uh, you can pause it. But anytime you uh, unpause it, he's just going to keep walking on that loop. Like, he never gotcha. stops walking on that loop. Um, there's day and night cycles. So every time you do it, there's a certain amount of time that passes. And you can have, like, I think it's three days per loop. Uh, and then at the same time, there's a counter going for the boss. The boss appears after so much progress has been made in that level. So you got different counters going. You got your equipment. You got the hero going constantly. And you control when they start or stop. But when there's a fight, you don't control them. When they're fighting, it's just automatic, and you don't do anything. Okay. So, um, the only thing you can really do in the fight is swap out equipment. If you, you know, realize you have something better, you can swap it out mid-battle. But otherwise, once they're in battle, they're kind of on their own, and you got to just hope you've prepared well enough that they can survive. Right. So, while they're on the loop, with equipment, you'll also get different cards. The cards become the terrain, or enemies, or locations. And there's three type of cards. You can put them on the overworld, which is unrelated to the loop. You can put them alongside the loop, the path that he's walking. Or you can put them directly on the loop that he's walking. Okay. The three categories. The ones that are in the overworld are kind of resources, like meadows and mountains and rocks. And those will give you small buffs. And the more you put, the more buffs you get. Depending on what you put next to each other. If you put a meadow down, it's just a meadow. If you put a meadow down next to something else, like a rock or a mountain, the meadow blooms, and that gives you more health. So they interact with each other. Okay. If you put uh, rocks and mountains down in a 3 by 3 grid, so you have nine of them, they'll combine into a mountain, and the mountain gives you a big buff. The downside is the mountain also starts summoning harpies, which will appear on the loop that you have to fight. Interesting. If you put down nine, or if you put down ten rocks or mountains... Anywhere on the map, a goblin camp uh, appears, and you have to fight goblins now. And goblins fucking suck. 
I've played this for a while. Goblins are the worst ones. Um, and it sucks because with the goblins, you can have a goblin leader who buffs the other enemies you're fighting at the same time. But because you don't control the battle, you can't prioritize the goblin leader. Ah, yeah, right. So in battle, say you're fighting three goblins and one of them's a goblin leader. If you kill another, if you kill a low level goblin, the goblin leader gets buffed. It goes into like a rage and gets stronger. But you don't have any agency in the battle as the hero, so you can't say focus on the leader so he exactly. doesn't get buffed up when he killed the other ones. It just, I'm so used to the turn based games. Yeah, just like let me take out this big guy first because I know it's uh, the way to do it. Yeah, let me take out the healer. It's like no, the hero just fights. You don't control the battle, so the hero just fights whoever, and you just have to hope it's strong enough to kill him. That's an interesting mechanic in and of itself. Yeah. So then, uh, so you have the outer world, which is basically resources. Uh, you can get like a treasury where if you put stuff around the treasury, it doubles the you know resource you get from them. But then when you fully encapsulate the treasury with resources, it empties the treasury, which you get a bunch of resources from. But then gargoyles are going to start spawning from it, which sucks. Yeah. Um, and then you have a card which is the lich, which is oblivion, which can delete something on the map, which is you know very good but also very rare. Um, so yeah, it's a deck builder in that regard of like. Uh, before each loop, before each expedition, every session you play, you choose. You choose. As of right now, I'm only on chapter two, so I'm not too far into it. Uh, okay, up to twelve cards, and each card is a category, and you have to have a certain minimum number in each category. Like you need to have at least three of these cards, at least two of these cards, and at least one of this card, right? Uh, before you can even play a, a loop, and then you can't have any more than twelve cards. So it makes you kind of have to build your deck and what you'll see while looping. And then for the cards that appear alongside the path, they can be, let me see, they can be different upgrades. You can have like a lighthouse, which will upgrade your attack speed and your movement speed. The downside is that it uh, upgrades the attack speed and movement speed of everything in that area, including the enemies. Ah, damn. But when everyone's upgraded, like when everyone has the same attack speed and movement speed upgrade, doesn't really do any. It just makes everything faster. It's not like a hindrance or a benefit. Right, yeah. So it's kind of weird. Uh, so I took that one out just because it doesn't really do anything, which is odd. Um, but there's like a, a road lantern, which will lower, which will reduce the maximum number of enemies that can appear in one square. So I think four, okay. en- four enemies can appear in a square at most, and then a road lantern will put it down to three, and then that uh, effect can stack, so you can have multiple road lanterns overlapping and reduce the number more and more. Nice. Um, You'll get like different uh, areas that'll spot like that you can play on the path itself, like the forest, which the hero will walk through, and every three days a rat wolf appears in there. So this comes into play with the day night cycle, where after three days a, mo- a monster will spawn in that area, and so, like the spider nest, a spider appears in there every one day, so some spawn faster than others, and you have to coordinate your build to know. Um, what enemies are going to spawn where, and it's like, ooh, I'm going to be low health, I don't want to put any more enemies ahead of me, or ooh, this location spawns enemies faster than other ones, I'm going to put that earlier so I don't have to fight as many. Right. Um, I just found a new one that's called the Ruins that spawn like these lava worms that uh, have the ability of being like ranged fighters, so if you fight anything next to them, they'll also attack you. But you can't attack them, so they're like one tile away, and they can still do damage to you, but you can't damage them until you hmm. walk up to them. So they really play off each other and combo into different stuff. Um, you can have like a cemetery with skeletons. Uh, what is it? Uh, like the meadow, when it's placed next to rocks, it blooms. There's different cards that'll combo into each other when placed near each other. Uh, you can get a village and put wheat fields next to the village to increase your health. The village also gives you a quest, which tells you to go hunt this one specific monster on the loop, but then that monster has now 200 times health, or 200% health, uh, so it makes them harder, but then if you kill them, you get a bigger reward, but then if you build too many villages, a bandit cap camp appears, and if you build the wheat fields around the villages, scarecrows appear, and then you have to fight those, so it all just snowballs into each other. Right. And if it sounds complicated like I'm talking about, like from what I'm telling you, it is. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> going to say, whoever designed this game, it's very well thought out. And yeah, a lot of moving parts. And like you said, I feel like it could scratch the itch for the the extreme uh, dungeon crawling, uh, 
just somebody looking for a game that's really got its hand in like every little pot. Like yeah. it's it's really cool. I already it seems intriguing to me. I can't imagine I'd see myself losing like yeah what twelve hours in this like at in one go. Oh, yeah. But uh, I could I could definitely see me giving it a try at the very least. But boy, it does seem a bit daunting, almost too intimidating. <laughs> it's it does the tutorial is good. It does teach you like bit by bit what you need to do, and it takes it at its own pace. Um, it's also good because there are hotkeys like for the keyboard, but you can also play the entire thing with just a mouse. Like, you, oh, okay, it's all just click based. Like, you can slow, you can uh, stop time with right clicking. You can do one time or two times the speed, like movement speed, to increase the run cycle uh, just by clicking on an hourglass. Um, and then it's good uh, every day. The loop starts and ends like a loop, you know, quote unquote, starts and ends at your base camp. And then at any time, you can choose to run away to your base camp. And if you're actually in camp and run away to it, you don't lose anything. But if you're out on the loop and you run back to your camp, you'll lose about most of your stuff, like 70% of the resources you gathered. So it really incentivizes you to run, like retreat back to your base camp when you're already there instead of mid-fight. Um, but when you go back to your base camp, you find refugees, people who are trying to, like survivors who are surviving the lich attack. And you take all the resources you gathered out on the field, out on the loop, and you build stuff. So you build like farms or houses for them or like a uh, blacksmith. And that allows you to get different classes. So I have like the rogue class because I built the tavern. So it allows different classes, which are different options as well. And then that all the buildings you build at your base camp have upgrades and do different things as well. So that's where okay. the, that's where the city world building comes into play as well in that, in like the base camp of it. So it's a lot. Sure seems it. Yeah, no, it's it's extra funny that I was bringing this up just to be like, are you even aware of this game? And you're like, I'm playing it. <laughs> Seven hours in. <laughs> yeah. I'm well aware. And these reviews are all so good. Like, everyone, uh, this one's actually pretty funny. Finally, a game that automates the boring dungeon crawling stuff so I can do landscape design in peace. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, that's funny. You're not fighting the monsters. You're not going in there. You're doing literally everything else. <laughs> so you're managing the world around the hero. And roguelike check deck builder check auto battler check yep. resource manager check yep. settlement manager check yep. dungeon builder check yeah yep. this is a uh, all over the place yeah and so like i was saying with the boss uh, on each loop there's a boss each like chapter and the more you put on the field the more cards you put down of any kind the more the boss gauge fills up and when that boss gauge fills up it spawns at your base camp you have to fight them i've only fought the lich once and beat them and then they're like, congrats, you beat the Lich. That's chapter one. I was like, ah, fuck. So, like, right. the Lich mentions there's, like, he, there's there's some boss he works for. So there's clearly more to it. And there's, you know, more classes and all this stuff. I'm seven hours in, but I'm still very new to it in a lot of regards. That makes um, sense, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning to not put down as many cards right away because then I'll spawn the bo- boss faster when I'm still weak. Instead... I get a stable run going and I just let the hero cycle a few times and just essentially grind. And that's where like the auto clicker or like auto battler comes into play of like cookie clicker where I'm, where I'm not doing anything. I'm just kind of letting the game run by itself and not interacting at all. And uh, when you get too much gear, you only have so much inventory space. The gear turns into resources. When you get too many cards, you only have so many uh, inventory space for cards. The cards turn into a resource. So that's a, good. A legitimate strategy is to not do anything with either of those and let those just overflow right. to get those resources. On those, purpose. On yeah. purpose, because those resources are very in demand for like everything. So Interesting. Uh, it's yeah, it's a I lot. Love, I love the art too. I just feel like that hyper uh pixelated, like very detailed look mm-hmm. that they have, it just really works for this style of game. Uh it just speaks to like our generation. It's very nostalgic, gives it's, me uh just warm and fuzzy vibes. It's very old school DOS computer yes. games and all of those sound effects are in there. All of them Oh hell yeah. All of the monsters that spawn, all the resources together all have a little ping or a little like noise or a little like grumble sound. And you can identify them all like just by sound alone of like, oh, I heard that noise. The skeletons are alive right now. Yeah, like, like old school Pokemon games. Yeah, but there's just like so much. And 
that's got a CRT filter on it, so you can turn that on and off if you uh, like it or not. Oh, nice. Um, it's got a very stylized font to it, and you can turn that on and off if it's hard to read. For some people, they have like a way of just turning that to basic text. God, I love these and, devs. Uh, and they're then, four quarters. They, they deserve the shout-out. That's cool. And the publisher is Devolver, Devolver, Devolver Digital, Digital. Who, so that explains why they're so popular. <laughs> uh, yeah, they fucking I, – I buy a ton of Devolver Digital games like Hell yeah. and stuff. They're great. Uh, they also have a dyslexic font for it for people uh, who have trouble reading because – yeah, there's a lot of text on this game, so like, yeah, I could see people squinting, being like, "Ooh, this is kind of tough to make out," and the dyslexic makes it like a lot bigger and easier to separate and stuff. Yeah, um, I freaking hate in that poker game I was playing. This the text is so small with like the numbers. I'm like, just make it bigger, especially on like a 4K TV. I'm sitting on my couch. I can't. I need binoculars. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? I could see this game being very good for accessibility, being on the Switch. I think it's only on PC right now. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But they would have to really work on the text because there's a lot of text and it's kind of small even from a computer. Um, I see what you're saying. But there's yeah, there's so much. Like just looking at screenshots, I'm seeing stuff I've never seen before. I'm like, God, I'm so far away from all of this. <laughs> like I'm seven hours in, I'm still struggling to get my footing. But so I, I that means to me then we'll be hearing more about this game on future episodes, hopefully. Oh, probably. But like, I don't know if there's going to be any real progress. I'm just like, I'm still playing Loop Hero that's it it's like, insane yeah. <laughs> I, I don't i haven't made any progress i'm still struggling but it's right but yeah it's very fun i don't think i'm quite thankfully i don't think i'm quite as addicted as some people because yeah it I've, seems like one yeah like you said for having a crippling roguelike addiction it seems <laughs> like the next big thing in that genre it's it's certainly up there because one of the things i love about binding of isaac which i'm still playing a bit of i'm still dabbling every now and then just to like Binding of Isaac is my fall, guys, where I zone out and I don't have to pay attention and it's just relaxing to me. Even if I fail, it's just like, it's it's a roguelike. You're meant to die. Um, but for Binding of Isaac and the DLCs coming out later this at the end of this month, so expect for more about that. Um, I love seeing the combination of abilities and seeing how they mesh together. Uh, so recently I did a run where I just had like uh, my tier attacks weren't doing a lot of damage, but they were very rapid fire. And then I got an upgrade that made electricity fly between all the tiers I had. So the more tier I had, tiers I had on the screen, the more electricity was between all of them, you know, doing damage to everyone that runs in between it. And then there's like a homing ability, which made the, all the tiers target the enemies. And it just, it all stacked super well, and I didn't think it would, but by the end I was clearing out bosses in seconds. Damn. So, I love... That's my favorite part of Binding Isaac, and that's why I kept going back to it, because I just love seeing the different combinations of abilities, because there's there's always something I haven't seen before every run. Hell yeah, that's super cool. With Loop Hero, there's certainly plenty of that. They tell you a good amount of stuff, but there's also that's a ton they don't tell you about. Like, the tiles changing depending on what you put around them. Like, mm-hmm. the, the meadow blooming, or the mount, the rocks turning into a mountain, if you put them all around each other. Um, they don't tell you any of that stuff. So it's experimenting and finding out what works with what in that regard but there's so much and i genuinely have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> so i'm struggling with like oh what skills do i want to lean into i don't want to get vampirism like that seems really good but i gotta stack it and i gotta trade the equipment to get that and like oh do spiders work with skeletons and they become spider skeletons if i put them next to each like i don't know if the right. enemies mesh well they'll fight you at the same time but i don't know if they like combine at all so it sounds like you got to do your homework before you play this game. Like it's, watch other streamers be like, how are they doing this? Like get my gaming yeah. homework in. Yeah. I definitely feel like I need to watch people and like figure out what their strategy is. Cause I feel like I'm kind of hitting a wall pretty early. And I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely not doing it right. Let me see. Well, what with a game this complex, I could see your average user having that issue, but then to get over that hurdle. Yeah. Just see what somebody else is doing. That's probably exactly what will help you get further in the game. Yeah. So I'm certainly enjoying it. I'm going to be playing it for quite a while, but I'm just I'll do like a loop or two and be like, it's kind of the same problem I'm having with uh, Skull the Hero Slayer of like the progression isn't as enough or isn't as satisfying. Sure. So like I'll play a bit. I'll be like, yeah, okay. Uh, I ended up retreating a few times. I lost a bunch of resources. Uh, I've made pretty much no progress in the last like four runs I've done. I was like, all right, I think I'm going to stop. And then I see people streaming it for like hours on hours on hours on end. So like, it's really hooked some people. Oh, yeah. Like Fall Guys and me. Yeah. 
So this game's no, that's new exciting. and people are trying Yeah, this it. game's brand new. I'm so happy that you're playing it. That's what I mean. I was not even expecting you to be like, yes, I'm playing this. But no, that's super cool because oh, yeah. this one did catch my attention. The artwork's incredible. The name alone, a loop hero, the concept, a lich and a time loop. Like, this is all just awesome. So, yeah, if I'm going to play anything on PC, it'll probably be this. <laughs> no, it won't. If I get, if I even turn on the old gaming PC, it's been a million years. I will bet you twenty bucks right now. I will PayPal you twenty bucks and say, "Hey, that's enough to buy me loop here. It's only fifteen. <laughs> it's only fifteen. It's super worth that price. Like, yes, that's that's a bargain and a half. So yeah, it's it's a great game. It's definitely. But yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is overwhelming. It is a lot. So if you don't have like a lot of time to figure out a game or to get sucked into it. Maybe you know, maybe just watch someone play it and see if it's your interest instead of just jumping right in. Fair point. Yeah, maybe that's the avenue I'll take. <laughs> um, but has there been anything else you've been playing? Because man, there's not much in the news for us this week. There is really not a lot gaming wise, which I mean, it's not bad, but it's also yeah, you know, not much to talk about. Uh, let's see. Yeah, still playing Binding of Isaac. So uh, talked about that. God, just all the games I'm playing are roguelikes. I gotta find like an action adventure long narrative game to. I gotta get into Devil May Cry. Like I said, I was going to years ago, months ago. Um, Have you heard of the scripture of our Lord Fall, guys? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, and I'm atheist. I don't want that near me. <laughs> I know. Get I'm it away. Uh, what else? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, the demo for that's out. I've seen a lot of people playing that. Um, I, I've said it before. I think with Monster Hunter World, there's just so many slice of life or quality of life improvements that are so good. I don't want to go back to old Monster Hunter games. Give me the slice of life updates in that game. Uh, being in high school and stuff. Oh god, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking of being like the chef or like the the merchant that sells you equipment back at the camp. Which there are plenty of games like that. Race of Tear and Item Shop Tale and Moonlighter, where you play as someone running a shop for all the adventurers in a you know RPG setting. And I love both of those games. Both of those games are absolutely great. Um, it's a very clever idea of, like, you go out into dungeons, you get all the loot, and then you bring it back into town and then sell that loot to other people. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, but, yeah, with Monster Hunter World, they have a lot of quality of life improvements. And they are carrying those over into Monster Hunter Rise. They've already shown that. Um, so there are certainly a ton of stuff. And even Monster Hunter Rise has more upgrades and improvements that World didn't have. Um, so they are improving it, and it's great that they're carrying it over. But... I've said it. I I still haven't even beat uh, Iceborne, the DLC for Monster Hunter World. Right. So I don't think I'm going to get into any. They are fun, but it is another game that is just grinding for the sake of grinding. That's when I hear Monster Hunter, the word grind comes to mind immediately. I'm like, well, you have to be in the right mood for that. Yeah, it's very much like, ah, you want to get, you you killed one monster. You can maybe get like the shin guards from that like monster tide. You have to kill it. 10 more times to even get the rest of the armor. It's like, all right. But the helmet piece requires the gem, the special rare drop gem from the monster. It's like, well, you're going to have to kill that at least 30 more times to get that gem. And that's just to make one helmet, let alone the weapon and all the other stuff. So it's like, that's all it, like, that's why I'm so flabbergasted. They're even attempting a monster hunter movie or they did. It's out. Right. Um, Because there is no story. It's just fighting the same monsters. 300 times until you get all the gear and then when you have all the gear you play another monster hunter game because it's been seven years by the time you're finished right if i'm trying to grind in a game i'll turn auto balance off on tony hawk wow wow dog <laughs> you really thought that was gonna land didn't you <laughs> i didn't I, well, I, hey i bet you anything the only listener that appreciated that pat. was pat johnson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was for pat it was uh, but yeah, seeing Monster Hunter Rise, it's it's definitely like uh, a parade of like fan favorites. Like I'm just looking through all the monsters that are in Monster Hunter Rise, and yeah, there's a ton from Monster Hunter World, and there's a ton of the weirder ones from earlier games, and there's a ton of weird new ones. So if anything, it's just character designers or like monster designers just going nuts with the series. And I mean, I love that. Just conceptually looking at these guys, it's absolutely wild to see what they've made. And to see to fight them, but even just seeing some of these monsters, like revisiting ones from like Monster Hunter World, I'm like, or Monster Hunter Tri, I'm just like, good god, I never want to fight that thing again. Like, god, that guy was so annoying. But yeah, it's it's a huge franchise, and people absolutely love just grinding for hours on end, fighting the same thing over and over and over again. Which 
hey, it goes to show. If it's quality, people won't mind doing it repeatedly. Right. But yeah, that seems like a big thing. And uh, I'm sure Mark's getting into it. He was always a bigger Monster Hunter fan than I am. But yeah. Oh, man. Well, speaking of Mark, this is the only news topic I have for us is that can you believe they're Don't Nod is talking about Life is Strange 3? Is it Don't Nod or are they not involved in this anymore? Fuck. Somebody's talking about Life is know. Strange 3. And uh, apparently on Thursday of this week, the 18th, they're going to be having some kind of announcement. Uh, they're giving us a glimpse at our all new protagonist, a whole new power. Um, they kind of lost me with Life is Strange 2. I know I had uh, Nick Jenkins from Gamers Without Borders on the podcast, and we did a full spoiler cast about that, and we voiced our opinions on why we were less than impressed with that follow-up. The first game's just untouchable, and Before the Storm is technically better than the sequel. But what's interesting to me is, like, I just am shocked to know that Life is Strange 2 came out in 2018, uh, and then the last episode of that Wolves released in late 2019. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That that Over game was here. stretched out so fucking long, and it wasn't even that good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about Life is Strange three. I'm like a big Life is Strange fanboy. Uh, I always uh say that with an asterisk and be like, uh, Life <laughs> is Strange one and Before the Storm specifically masterpieces. Two good, but not like. It wasn't a home run by any means. I feel like we made it to like second base, if that. The fact that you have to justify so much is like, eh, do you really want to be labeled a fanboy? <laughs> you like the That's first game. I, exactly. No, and Before the Storm, God, that that surprised me. Like that game to this day, I feel like I need to revisit it. It was so good. But yeah, just wanted to put that on people's radar that Life is Strange 3 is uh, yeah, going to be announced this week. They got all sorts of uh, information. On probably, I'm hoping, a, a release date, but maybe just like a reveal trailer. We'll find out what they have in store for Something us. But yeah, on. yeah, check that out on Twitter. It seems like it's Square Enix, so it's... Yes, maybe, definitely. Maybe not not, I don't think Donut is involved this time, and that might be a good thing. Uh, or Donut got bought out by Square Enix? I'm not sure. The image they have is, it says the image was provided by Donut Entertainment slash Square Enix. So they might okay. they might have been bought out, and I, we didn't realize that, but... I think that's the case. I, I Much like the Telltale games, and I said it before, I would be surprised if Donut ever lets go of that property. But I also yeah. feel like they cater to this weird niche market of video games that people didn't realize was you know in demand, and they're gonna oversaturate it, and the quality is gonna dip dramatically because they're gonna start pushing like you know Telltale Games, Game of Thrones, Telltale Games, uh, Borderlands, Telltale Games, Avengers, Telltale Games, Game of Thrones, and it's like or Walking Dead, and it's like the quality of those got substantially lower with each one. Yeah, and that's it's even just the sequel made me feel like, oh no, are they a one trick pony? Like, and that's yeah. that actually, that's Don't Nod is responsible for Before the Storm. So, what I was saying, they actually made a great game and were not even associated with the first game. Uh, it's it's an interesting franchise to follow. So, yeah, I'm hopeful that Life is Strange 3 is like a step in the right direction again. But th- then again, it's just like they have such like an open door. They're just going to do a new power this time. It's like, I like the time travel aspect of the first one. Maybe stick with that. But then again, if, like you said, it gets too stale, I don't really know. That's the only real issue with this franchise is how the first game wrapped up. Cause it's like everyone wants to just follow those main characters, but yeah. we can't. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, do you really want a new game, or do you just want more Max and Chloe because you've grown attached to them as they I think gone? that's what your average Life is Strange fan would say, is give me more Max and Chloe for fucking sure. Yeah, but I mean, there's also so many factors that go into it. I mean, like, Mass Effect. It's like, do you want a new Mass Effect game, or do you just want to see uh, Garrus again? It's like, I, I would just want to see Garrus again. Like, exactly. Just give me a pretty picture of Garrus to hang up on the wall. I'll take that. So, like, it... It, it comes in debate of like what the fans really want and you know when you have millions of people just screaming at you on the internet who you know what message are you going to get from that but it, it'll be interesting yes it will but that's all i had how about you uh that's pretty much it for me uh infinity train i've been hammering home that drum infinity train is one of the best anime series of a long time it's so absolutely astoundingly good and you see it get dramatically better with each season the first season's good and then you see second season gets pretty damn good and third season is so fucking good and they announced uh fourth and final season uh people are like oh no the final season it's like well we thought it was canceled after season three so the fact that we're getting a fourth season i'm already happy about yeah that's good and it sounds like they've continued to raise, raise the bar i hope they just go all out with this final season i i can't imagine they're going to hold anything back, and it's going to be on HBO Max now. And I think the first season started on Cartoon Network, and okay. then HBO and Cartoon Network are owned by uh, Warner or Turner Media, 
who owns primarily like Warner Brothers and everything. So they're pretty much transitioning a lot of cartoon stuff over to HBO Max. Like uh, Adventure Time has new stuff coming out still, and it's like mini series focused on certain characters, and that's on HBO Max. Oh, interesting. At least with that stuff, I've noticed them be getting away from getting away with more stuff that they wouldn't be able to get get away with on Cartoon Network on like cable. So I think with this last season, now that it's premiering on HBO Max instead of being transitioned over to it, I think they're going to be able to like not pull as many punches or at least tell the story exactly how they want to tell it for the final go. And yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, if nothing else, watch Infinity Train. It's so good. Sweet. Sounds good. I think that's going to do it for this episode, though, listener. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, we have other podcasts we want to tell you about. Bren, you start. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan, and it's mostly me promoting the other podcast, Are Weeb There Yet? Where I watch three episodes of an anime or an anime movie and give a recap as well as our opinions. We are, unfortunately, in the prime of my co-host's birthday, which means he is subjecting me, once again, to Zoids. Oh, yes! Oh, I'm so... I haven't been this excited in a while. Have you seen Zoids Fusers, Doug? Not fusers, actually. No, no one that... has. It's fucking garbage. Yeah, that it's doesn't sound good. Fuck, I never even got that Switch Zoids game I was freaking out about being like, I'm going to day one purchase suck. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I, I will get around to it. But no, I'm definitely going to listen to this episode of your podcast. I Hell yes. So- he was drunk before we even started. And he, he picked the episodes. He knew going into it was going to be a train wreck. That's so good. Um, listener, if you like that uh, or and our show, <laughs> give us a follow. Uh, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. I, too, have another podcast. It's almost better than Dragons. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that was just a joke <laughs> for nobody. Uh, no, uh, my other podcast is called Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast. Just Renovate for short. Um, yeah, it's a Harry Potter trading card game podcast. If that has, if you have any interest in that, I'll have a link in our show notes. Um, and the band that does our intro and outro is a band called Kinda Alright. Give them a like and follow on all the places, Instagram, Twitter. I, I'm not even sure if they have a Twitter, but definitely at kindaallright.bandcamp.com is where you can listen to their music but that's gonna do it for this week we will be back next time see you guys back into the loop i go